Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM, 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group. Ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. What's going on, Jeff? You know, you look very calm. And I'm thinking <laughs> that the reason that you're so calm is because I'm here. If I were removed from the studio, yes. you might lose it on people all the time. Why? Why do you think that would be the case? Because that's apparently how the Eagles seem to go you know so I, so 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 it must be that, so, that this is more common than i think it is so are you telling me you're my big dom <laughs> is, that, is that what you're trying to say this I might be that this might be the most bizarre story i have heard in the nfl since deflate gate i will tell you i did not think that with the flyers playing well the mm-hmm. phillies starting spring training their first games tomorrow <laughs> Sixers welcome Kyle Lowry back. The Union started their season. Blah blah blah. And and I get a this text from fun. you. I get or not a text. I get an email. I know it's important, by the way, when you send me this story in an email. When it's a text, it's like a pass. No, I hate thought. to tell you, it's just because I'm too lazy because I don't have text messaging on my phone <laughs> on, on my computer. So so it's li- it's literally if I'm actually reading it on a screen that isn't my phone. Then I send it to you as an email. All right. So let's give our the listeners there. There you go. the background on the story. The The story is a report from Derek Gunn about uh, people being not. There were two things that he reported. One is sort of Jalen Hurts not handling the, the new contract and his commitments well. But the other part was Nick Sirianni and sort of Big Dom not being on the sideline and how that did not help to control the head coach, which led to fights between the players and the coaches. You're you're not an Eagles fan. You're just an outside observer. But you watch this closer than any non-Eagles fan, I would think. No, I I, wa- I, I watch and listen with amusement because I sit there and go, there's no way this can be true. How do they because keep him if, if it, it's true? What? How did they keep him if that's true? That That's that's why I sit there and go, how can this possibly be true? If If there is even a tiny iota of a possibility that a basically a bouncer needs to be on the sidelines to control the temperament of the head coach, then he should be fired immediately. Well, now, in fairness, there are get, those get back coaches where they literally pull the coach back who runs out there. I did not think they were like the emotional wait, support wait, 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 wait. human. When, when you, when you well. say a get back coach, because this is the first time I've actually ever heard that. Oh, phrase. you've never seen that? Are you talking about the person that just makes sure that the coach stays on the sideline? Yeah, they like grab them and pull them back but on that's when not they like lose it and go on the field. No, I, I'm saying I didn't think that it was like an emotional support human on the sideline. But that's what. But that's what Big Dom is. You, you literally have a, You pegged it perfectly. If if this story is true, this is his emotional support dog. Now, okay, like, I, yeah. In in general. You are we not. Spend, we could spend hours on. You this. are this not a person who deals in leaks and rumors. So I was surprised right. when you sent it to me. I'm the one who more pays attention to these things. You, when I send them to you, you say that they're clickbait. But when Derek Gunn says it, he's That's a well-sourced, why. legitimate journalist who does this. And That's why. If if this had not come from Derek Gunn, because there were. Reports of something that was going to come out from I won't even say the guy's name because he was drummed out of the city years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to bring up his name that I just ignored the second I saw the name associated with when you see Derek Gunn's name associated with something with the Eagles. 
you kind of just take a step back and go, he's not a he's not a guy who's putting out sensationalized news. He's not putting usually putting out rumors. Now, I'm assuming that eventually we're going to hear all sorts of denials. But this, if it's true, I don't know how you could possibly continue with him because it shows that there's a bigger issue here. The head coach has got to be almost everything for a team. But most of all, that head coach has to be poised and in control. And what the suggestion is, is that without his emotional support person on the sideline, he's not in control. Everybody likes, everybody likes a winner and nobody likes losing. But I've told you this before. The leaks that come out of that organization when things are not fo- going let, well, we could fo- wait, 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 let's just crazy. stop. But just stop. We, we, we can focus on the leak portion of this. But let's first focus on if this report is true, how do you possibly deal with the fact that the coach appears to not contain the poise necessary to be coaching a professional franchise. Well, it's seriously a concern. And I've, I've told you that this is a concern throughout the season. You could see how he reacted on the sideline. You could see what was going on externally, not even what was going on internally. Again, I, I say to you, you would think that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman would be aware of these things and not learning it through a report from Derek Gunn. Okay, so let me ask you a question. I'm sure they are aware. So then that's my question. But but hold on, hold on. Let's take this one step at a time. The the report is, is that Big Dom, once Big Dom was off the sideline, that's when the spiral happened. Well, I told you the Niners broke the Eagles. Everything changed after that point. Well, so did the Niners break the Eagles or did Big Dom's lack of composure himself break the Eagles? At that point, Look, we had talked about it throughout the season. You, you gave me a hard time that I can't complain about a team that's got that winning record. You guys joked about it. You know, the, well, we, you can complain compare, about a team, but that, that's that record. If it turns so out like, that the coach isn't in control. Clearly, they were flawed before they were not 10 and one. But it, it seemed like a culture change at that point. And I don't under, like that would go into what the report is that things were going on internally. There were fights between, you know, coaches and players, players and players. I don't know, but I don't see how this team went from this amazing culture that went to the Super Bowl to what is being leaked so quickly. I don't understand that. I don't think it's a culture issue. I think it's a, it's a composure issue. Again, this is one person and if that one person is unable to control his emotions and unable to get along, because part of the report is that he didn't even get along with his players when Big Dom wasn't there. So what do you do about that situation? I know exactly what I do about the situation. For me as a fan, you know, I get very concerned. I'm not comfortable in my fandom. And when I see stories like this, that the head coach is not in control of the team or his emotions, and needs somebody else to help him do that, that worries me. Yeah, yeah but, but again, you're looking at this from a fan perspective, which you are, but I'm asking you if, if, I, if you were in leadership of the organization, what you would do. Not whether you would panic as a fan, because as a fan, you should panic. They've clearly, like, really de- panic. They've clearly decided that they're going to keep him there and they're going to put people around him. 
I don't know whether that's a successful solution. Apparently, it worked in 2022 when they were in the Super Bowl. In 2023, think, it didn't. You think the NFL is going to allow these emotional support people around? You, 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 well, do they, you think he's Dom's allowed on the sidelines as long as he doesn't get involved? Like it wasn't that he was kicked out for being on the sidelines. He was kicked out for making contact with a player with it, you know, and that was what was not allowed. So as long as he stays back and and gets Sirianni, the NFL won't do anything about that. There's plenty of people on the sidelines who do nothing. Why is he allowed on the sidelines? There's plenty of people that are allowed on the sidelines. Uh, Well, look, you know me. You know that I don't agree with anybody being on the sidelines other than the players and the coaches and the photographers. Wait, this is the Michigan man who had Connor Stallion reports all season asking about people on the sidelines. Sorry, I have to take my shot there. I'm not sure how you're taking a shot at me, considering I have been consistent since the day we did the show that I don't think anybody should be on the sidelines. But they are. You can take your shot at at me. Not not at you, at 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 the Michigan side. My question, I'll go back to my question. You can choose to answer it or not choose to answer it. But the fact is, is you have a guy on the sideline who's there supposedly to keep the composure of the coach who lacks his own composure and made contact inappropriate with a player. I'm, if I'm, I'm the NFL, he is never allowed back on the sideline. But the NFL has already let, allowed him back on the sideline. So I understand what you're saying, but I've answered the question. You just don't like my answer. My answer is I'm extremely concerned. And if I'm ownership, I would have been extremely concerned too. And if I knew about this, I might have made a change. But they didn't. And I don't know why. Okay. But, but, may, but maybe they do now. No, it's too late for them to make a change. Why is it too late? They're not going to make a change now. Oh, but no, no, don't answer. Why is it too late? There are there are plenty of really good coaches out there, including Bill Belichick C- and Mike Vrabel. Sirianni is scheduled to speak with Howie Roseman at the NFL Combine next week. I don't believe that that's the way this organization does business. What What does that mean? What do you mean he's scheduled to speak? I they don't, can't pick up the. They need to schedule a time to speak a week from now in some place. They can't get on the phone with each other or do a Zoom call. I don't believe that they were not aware that they just found out about this news. I believe they made the decision to bring him back knowing this. So I don't think anything has changed for them. It changed yes, it for does. us yes, as the has. public as we know it. Now. Well, but that's it, what's changed. You're right. It's a public relations issue. But it's not an issue that they I don't think they were aware of. Hey, look, if they didn't know about this, there's an even larger problem in that organization. Right. Like like we agree. Oh, well, yes and no, because you always want to keep it in house. If, if nobody knew it was as in house as it could get. The problem is, I don't think that it could be kept in house considering the amount of disgruntled players there were by the end of the season, including your star quarterback and including your star receiver. But who were people disgruntled at? Because the other parts of the report are around Jalen Hurts. You know, you have people on other stations saying is Fletcher Cox talking to Jalen Hurts because they didn't like his approach and his attitude. There were other players. It seems like there were at least two parts to this problem. There's the Jalen Hurts piece and how he performed on the field, how he acted off the field, how he handled his newfound fame and contract. And then there's the coaching piece with Sirianni and his behavior and his emotions. And it seems like yeah, both but, of them. But exist. Maybe they're not mutually exclusive. Why like, they maybe have to the be reason related. that Jalen hurts what acted. However, it is that he supposedly acted was because the coach was somebody that he couldn't communicate with because it does seem that there were several players who had problems, communication problems with the coaches. 
I don't know who to blame. I'm just concerned about what I see going on. I hope I'm wrong and I hope you're wrong, but this is not the way that you want to begin the offseason after pretty much an epic collapse from 10 and 1 to getting bounced out of the playoffs in the first round. That, hey, we're going to regroup and start fresh. Oh, by the way, we'll dump a bunch of rumors about how our coach can't handle himself on the sidelines and nobody believes in the quarterback anymore. Like that. (laughs) We talk about, you know, the heart of sports being the impact that sports have on a community. You want to talk about a community that's going to lose their mind? Have this story metastasize more. I'm just going to say how the mighty have fallen because, because you had a team that went was the Super Bowl runner up that started off on fire and then all of a sudden had an epic collapse but that were, didn't end with the end of the season, apparently. You're right, but they, they were flawed all along. They were flawed that Super Bowl season. I'm glad they got to where they did. They were more flawed the next year, and they mask it by what they do with these small moves, but fundamentally they have to change some of the things they are doing, both in-house and the way they evaluate players, particularly on defense. You can't just plug in with the guy who's 38 years old, 35 years old, who had a name at one point because you haven't filled the position because you committed to other places. The offense was part of the problem. Of course it was. And that that part of the problem appears to have been coaching. Well, And and by the way, the defensive problem appears to have been coaching. We talked about that throughout the season. And so the hope is you get new coaches, it helps. Questions about the coaches, questions about the players, questions about a lot of stuff. All right. I'm going to put you then on the spot. Here, Shocking. Okay? This, is, this, is, this is the old, uh, if you were in king of the world, if you were Jeffrey Laurie, and if this story is completely accurate, and let's pretend that this is weeks ago. While the I would have made the change. Up, you would have. Yes. You would have fired too. I was surprised they didn't make the change. It wasn't that they lost. It was how they lost. It looked like he had lost the team when they were on the field, separate from what people were saying publicly in their comments. And as a coach, especially one that's a CEO coach, he's not one that calls the offense or calls the defense. If you're not playing your role as a CEO running the team, what are you doing? So I I would have thought they would have moved away then. I was surprised they didn't, frankly, especially when they took so many days to meet and think about it. And you see the coaches that are out there. I I was just surprised by it. You surprised I gave you an honest answer? No. Like you didn't prep me for it. You asked me live on the air. I didn't sit on the fence. I just gave you a straight up, no, I'm, I'm shocked they kept him. All right. Well, here's your chance. Now you can ask me a Giants question if you want. Nobody cares about the Giants. Can we move on oh, to something else? <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, actually, I saw the Giants manned up with Kirk Cousins. That that helped the Giants. I still think they need an offensive line. No. Get, getting Kirk Cousins isn't going to be the answer. All right. Now I ask you a Giants question. Can we move on? And, and, and keeping Saquon Barkley is not the answer. They're not going to do that. I yeah, saw so, something that they may like use a new, uh, like a long a tag they haven't used for 28 years on one of their defensive backs or something like that. That's not going to solve any of the problems either. They, they have to get an offensive line and they have to get a quarterback. A transition and tag. They don't, have, they, don't, they don't have enough draft picks to solve all of the problems that they're going to need to do this year. 
No, because they kept some trying to they have to go because they kept trying to win with Tommy Cutlets. They should have just tried to lose and get the picks, man. Yeah. Now, now, well, yeah, but they're high enough up that if they if they want a quarterback, they can get a quarterback. They're just not going to get one of the top three because I don't see with this draft. The draft is still, by the way, this draft is in April. Just so you know, <laughs> since, since, since our official you and calendar of drafts doesn't usually go very well. Our official calendar man on the show, Jeff, <laughs> handles all the, all the dates. <laughs> That's right. So um, I, I don't see how you get to the fourth pick in the draft without the top three quarterbacks being taken. Do you? Do you, do you see Marvin Harrison somehow eking up ahead of? You, you, and um, I, you and I have had the same conversation for years on this show. It was like the Flyers getting a goalie. Until the Giants get somebody to protect their quarterback, it won't matter who they take in the draft. Right, I continue to he, believe that. I, I believe they should draft and sign offensive linemen, and that will be the beginning of solving their problems. All right. Well, now I'm going to put you on the spot again. You again, why are up. we talking about the Giants? Yeah. Nobody no, in okay, Philadelphia we'll talk, cares. Wait, I got some, no, I'm going to ask you some more <laughs> NFL stuff. Oh, so if you, if you were general manager of the – if you were Ryan Paul's general manager of the Bears, what are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Oh, that's a good – Good question. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Justin Fields. Uh, I think, and and I think that the Bears do need to reset because they need, they need a lot of stuff. And if Caleb Williams is the real deal, then I think you do that. You you, you move on from Justin Fields. You get somebody on a rookie contract, and then you build from there. They can get a lot for Fields if they don't believe in him. Like they can get picks. By They're not going to get a first team. round pick. What do you think they get for him? I think they get a second and then they get something in the field and they get some picks down the road. Uh, but I, I don't see how you're going to get, especially, especially if they do this closer to the draft, because I think people are going to sit there and go, really, who's good. Who's going to put up a first round pick to get him? I just think it's funny the Steelers it's- because they got Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. I mean, who who's actually going to risk that? For Justin Fields, when you've seen what Justin Fields can do for several years, he's clearly got flashes, but he doesn't have the resume that you would sit there and say, go get him as a first round pick. No, not at all. I just think it's funny that the guy who won't talk combine because he doesn't like people running in shorts, won't talk schedule because it's all speculative, is here in February where it's about to be baseball season and the other teams are playing well and you're asking how about, how about, about i do this to make sure how much about i'm pulling my hair out over <laughs> yeah but i can pull my hair out over over all of this nonsense because uh, i've never understood you know social media and jeff aren't you know we're not peanut butter and jelly and, <laughs> but the fact is he's sitting there scrubbing justin fields is now scrubbing his social media and giving some lame excuse that he's doing it because he's going on vacation he doesn't you can turn off your notification even i know you can turn off your notifications dude you do not, you do not need to sit there and scrub it you scrubbed it because you want attention and you want people to know social so media, just come out and say it social media correspondent and calendar specialist jeff cohen has waited like how, how did this become the pa- most passive aggressive thing that people Well, that's what it do? is the, the, it's it's basically the the breakup without breaking up. You just delist them from your social media, and take everything off. <laughs> I, look, I, what do you want me to say? <laughs> just delete the app while you're on vacation. There's all sorts of things you can. Yeah, do. you can get away from it. Can we talk something else? You want to go? Hockey? What would you like to talk? You want to go about? hockey, baseball? Take your pick. You wanna- if we're gonna go hockey, I know you want to talk Flyers, but before we talk Flyers, I. This was a former flyer. Now he's 
a former everything, it seems like. But did you see the Yarmer Yager weekend <laughs> from last week? There were so many parts that were cool. There were also some parts that were hilariously funny. Yeah, but how great was that? I mean, look, them all wearing my favorite hold on one sec. players of all. We time. we are doing a radio show in Philadelphia, and within yeah. the first twenty minutes, you have tried to talk Giants and Penguins. Are you for real? I will engage you, but our listeners have to be like, "What the hell, man? What are you doing? Nobody cares about Yarmir Yager. It's a Yarmir Yager he was here when was he was he not on this team during the Winter Classic? No, he was. It was fun, and it was okay. Really, so it was thank you. Cool what they did. If you haven't seen it, they all wore mullets. They all skated around with the number sixty-eight on. They had a ceremony honoring him. Did you see the ceremony? Part of it. The, the, the part where he said his girlfriend was too young to remember him playing. <laughs> it was like oh man it was just it was a very entertaining thing that they did and i like that in sports when you remember the history it's like we talked about with um when, when we did the interview about the history of the nfl and recognizing where you came from you've got guys like that who help build franchises out there and they're giving them the credit he deserves yeah i just thought i just thought you know you don't see teams doing it right all the time and and the penguins to their credit did it right you know who else dressed up the flyers with the rockies <laughs> did is you that, is that what you, did you, you enjoy you it? go to their their outdoor your, their outdoor uniforms their well, warm-ups that was the best part of the stadium series for them yeah for people who don't know uh you know they came out in warm-ups with their with the gray sweatpants and, and hoodies that rocky wore when he was running through the city the problem is if you're gonna if you're gonna all be rocky, you got to show up for the fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of didn't. The, the Flyers, as much as they have showed up all season, didn't. did not show up for that game. But a lot of fans did. They had seventy thousand fans the first game. Devils Flyers. They had seventy nine thousand, almost eighty thousand fans the second game for the Rangers. Um, the ratings were good. I enjoy watching hockey outdoors. I think it's fun. I think they should do this every year with those four teams and just have them rotate who they play and like make it a thing. I thought it was cool. Um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you wish that so. But next year it's only going to be two teams. In so, Columbus, um, right? They, they, yeah. So Will no, you be going to the care. Ohio State University, Mr. Michigan no. man? To, to no, there, there, there's there's no chance on <laughs> on, on this planet that you people will find me in Columbus anytime. Will soon, you be but, boycotting the game altogether because it's there, or will you watch it? Like, no, how does your hatred for Ohio State? How does that extend? Can you not watch a game that is not related to them in the stadium? Or no, I just don't care. You I mean, care I, you want you want to watch the Red Wings versus versus the Blue Jackets? The Blue Jackets more power really. to, to you, but who cares? But the fact is, is you know. They do get this right. I thought more than the Winter Classic was going to kill this. And maybe at some point it will. But because hockey is so unique in that so many players grew up the way that they're playing this game, it's part of the lore of hockey is they all grew up or a lot of grew up playing hockey on a pond. And so this translates just kind of like the Little League game that they have in Major League Baseball. And I think that it's important that teams do more of that and a little bit of less of going to Brazil. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with them. Playing. There, I see how I came back and took that shot. Yeah, you have to take the shot. Look, the Flyers yes. are, are 30, 20, and 7 with 25 games left. They're one win away from matching last season's total. 
that that's how well they're playing compared to last season. They're they've gotten six of points in six of seven games. They're five one and one since the All Star break after losing five heading into it. Mm-hmm. And and look, Sam Erson for the concerns that people had. 15, 7, and 3 in his last 25 starts. He's allowed three or fewer goals in 24 of 31 games. He's tied for second in NHL goaltenders in wins since February 5th. He has clearly stepped up. The question is, is can you get through the rest of the season with basically just one real goalie, which is, as far as I'm concerned, what they really have and, at And this two point. real lines, which is basically what they have at this point. Right. Uh, but but the, the goalie is the biggest problem. The goalie is what you need. And we always thought Carter Hart was going to be the goalie. Now it's Sam Erson. And the question is, can he hold up? And as, as you deal with the end of the season... Should they have done more? Do they do more? What 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 can they do at this point? Um, and what do you want to happen with this with this team? Well, I think they're still. It seems like they're still going to do what they've said. I think they move some players. You know, the question is, does a Scott Lawton go? Do, you know, they've got more defensemen than they can put on the ice at different times. Right. So you would think that this is a team that that still makes moves, and whether or not they acquire a backup, which way? Goal, well, I think right. I think they send people out. I think that they they might find role players that they can bring back while they're getting draft picks type moves. Like if you can get a backup goalie while getting a draft pick for one of your players, I think that's the type of move that they make. I don't think they sell just to sell, but I think they they look to move players that can bring them back the assets they want. We'll probably have Keith Jones at some point, but I had heard him a few weeks ago talking not just the 2024 draft. Apparently in, in hockey, the 2025 draft is what all these general managers are talking about, the mm-hmm. talent that's in that draft. Yeah. So that is where I think they're going to try to get more draft picks is not for this year's draft where they already have a couple, but for next year's draft. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to tank to have that high a draft pick. No, but again, it's not for this year. It's for next year. So it's getting right. other teams picks for next year, I think. It, and so I don't think they're tanking. Like they're still going to play tough i think they will lose a couple players but i don't think they'll lose their core at this point i just don't think that that's what they're going to do they've they've named captains now they they have assistant captains they seem to have were you surprised because i was yeah i mean they've I, gone... I thought that it, why do this before the trade deadline maybe Couturier was one of the people i thought would be on the trade block that if they could he could go to a contender and they could get draft picks and young players maybe it's a sign to him, the faith they have in him, that he's not on the, the trading block. Well, See, he I, can't be. There's no way that you could name a captain and then a couple weeks later trade I him. never really thought they were going to move him. I've always thought Scott Lawton's the guy. I think he's the one, you know, uh, NHL teams want guys that can play center. Uh, Lawton plays a lot of different roles on a team. He's a good leader. Um, so I think he's the guy and that's the one that concerns me losing him for the flyers, because what does it do to the mixture of, of these guys? You know, does somebody step up and fill that opportunity? What do you lose in the locker room? They all clearly like each other a lot and like playing with each, with each other. They play really hard are and you, like playing with Tortorella. I was, that was what I was going to ask. Are you surprised now for Tortorella? It's that he wears on people. So these are like a lot of younger guys that haven't had a chance to wear on them yet. We'll, well see. You, how, if you remember last year, a story came out about a veteran player making comments about how hard it is to play for Tortorella. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. And so, and, and, and let's face it, his, his runs usually end 
Badly. With difficulty. <laughs> badly. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be diplomatic <laughs> about it, but yeah, it, they usually end badly. And, and so why would you think this is any different? And maybe it will end up badly, but so far he fits in the city and he fits with this team. And that was, that's really the thing that surprised me most is because you do have a lot of younger players. I'm surprised that he has the patience to do it or that they have the players that can handle the criticism that's necessary. Remember Cam York last year went down for an extended period of time. And there have been other players that they have sent down for a period of time, but they've handled it well. Or that the they just bench. seemed to be okay with it. Or that they would just bench for a game to send right. a message. And I mean, you've seen it with some of the guys that are performing the best on the team right now. I, I, I mean, it's exciting I don't mind watching a team build and play hard if I know that I think they're building the right way. That's why I feel better about what they're doing. Most so, important, do, do, you, do you want them to use the jerseys they wore in the outside game? They were awesome. A, I like those a lot. And you know I me, I don't buy jerseys. Really I just like jerseys. But that was, that was awesome. I thought the Devils were ugly and I thought the Islanders were ugly. I thought Rangers. the Rangers and the Flyers. You're not even the comment on the Rangers. I thought the Rangers and the Flyers were the two best. But I, Rangers, I Rangers have the best jerseys in sports. In this show, you have now what? praised the Rangers, the Giants, and the Penguins. What the hell are we doing here? I don't know. Can you name a better jersey? <laughs> I was all excited. You know, we don't get to not have guests that often, where we just get to talk for the whole show. And now you're not. And now you're not going to ever want to not have guests again. No. Now we're going to have to make sure that we always have guests, so that you can't go in all That's these what I'm crazy, saying. You're, you're... crazy directions <laughs> that we are going. You know, we do a prep doc. We we get ready. There is nothing in here about the Rangers, Giants, or Penguins. I want our listeners to know that was not on the script. That's that we what that's doing. the beauty of this, though. <laughs> yes, I never have any idea what that, will come that's out. That's right. Of your mouth. It's just me going off on a tangent. <laughs> and 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 by the way, if people could see your face, that's the best part. Oh, it's like God. half the time, it's like that this this look at. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's this constipated look that you seem to have mastered when it's like, what did what did he just do? Oh my goodness. You know what I that's missed not this been, week? That's not the next topic. You know, you know what I miss this week? Is it still cold outside? What? Spring training. Ah, uh, yes. I miss, years ago, we did our trip down there and broadcast from there. We need to go down there again. So I, I got to tell you that I got that nicest email today. Yeah. It was from Phillies. Okay. Telling them that because of season tickets, I get MLB TV. Congratulations. I get to now watch spring training games on my phone. and on a, it, It's awesome. They play Saturday, right? That's the, the first yeah, game against it, Toronto? I, didn't, I turned on the Dodgers game for a little bit. Uh, the Dodgers scored like eight runs in the first inning against the Padres. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't see. So there's another tangent. Dodgers Padres. I mean, they, they, their lineup was everything that people thought it would be in that first preseason game they had. I mean, it's I'm, a preseason game. I Don't know. worry about it. If you want to worry about something, worry about the fact that Bryce Harper wants a ridiculous amount of money added to his ridiculous amount of money. How do you feel about that as a fan? He's 31 years old with eight years left on a contract for $196 million that he signed just five years ago. You're a contract man. You write contracts, Jeff. Uh, he says he wants to play into his 40s. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like they're going to try and extend Wheeler first. 
You can, uh, you cannot extend Bryce Harbor now. You just can't. And, and and you you have to hope that he throws this out there and then they discuss it after the season. But right now, the last thing they need to do with where they are is is worry about Bryce Harper wanting how many years does he have left? Uh, eight years, one hundred ninety-six okay. million. Left. And, and and so, what is he going? What's he going to do? Hold out for the next eight years? He's not. Okay. And and, and unless he's going to be a bad citizen, when he has shown since he's been here what a good citizen he is, he is not holding out. He he can ask. I have absolutely no problem with him asking. And if the if the Phillies want to give him money, that's fine. But the Phillies need to to spend wisely at this point. Okay. And they were. They were about to. I mean, look, if you heard the stories, John Middleton apparently offered the most amount of money of any MLB team to Yamamoto. It's got to be exciting. I mean, for me as a fan, you as a fan, that even though they didn't get him, that we've got an owner that went and did that. Yeah, he didn't he didn't succeed, but he but But he he tried. He was in on it. And that's not something the Phillies were for a really long time. I just don't. Look, the team that is predicted to win almost never wins in Major League Baseball. But I, unless the Dodgers' whole team like gets hurt, how in the world, just their pitching alone, what they've added to by adding Yamamoto and don't forget Tyler Glass now. Like the the Dodgers are loaded offense and defense did you think that with all the moves the dodgers made in the offseason all the things that these other teams are doing that the biggest story coming out of spring training would be the uniforms but the little tiny <laughs> the little tiny names the jerseys no yeah but it's not just the jerseys if you've heard some players complaining that the pants you can see through yes you didn't see the pictures so when you tuck say, the jerseys in, I, you can I'm aware, see. I'm aware, but what are they? What are they, it's too late? Like what are you? What are you going to do about it? I, I don't know. This is not going well for fanatics. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> no, the name and number on the, are a lot smaller. The the logo underneath the collar. I don't know if you saw the Phillies. It doesn't look like it's the stitched embroidery. It looks like it's like an iron-on patch, like I used to have for my soccer teams when I was seven. I don't. I don't get <laughs> what they're doing, and the fact that this is actually a story <laughs> tells tells you how slow the off season has been. Trey Turner, um, uh, his comment: "I know everyone hates them." <laughs> so is he in the union? Is is like is he like the union rep? No, that, about well, the jerseys. I don't know. The MLBPA president uh, Tony Clark said anytime there's change there's an adjustment uh in this instance there appear to be some misses that could have otherwise not been misses wow (laughs) that's a nice way of saying well done tony clark (laughs) (laughs) that is a nice way of saying these jerseys and uniforms are trash by the way that might be the most diplomatic thing tony clark's ever said because that's not usually how he speaks Oh, he went on, man. It's an ongoing dialogue. Uh, hopefully we can get things done. I'd hate to be in a what place. What does that mean, ongoing dialogue? They have little tiny words. like, <laughs> And they're see-through. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, for somebody like me, whose eyes aren't what they used to be, it's a little hard to see their names on the back of the well, jersey. And for somebody like you, who actually buys these jerseys, you want a replica? 175 bucks. You want an authentic a- one? Over 300 bucks. I'm not buying a jersey. But you buy jerseys. No, I have. You buy things. Your son buys jerseys. A long time ago. Your son buys jerseys. 
Yeah, I don't know if he's going to buy it with therefore, the tiny name. Therefore, your credit card will be impacted. <laughs> so you buy jerseys. <laughs> Even if you don't wear them, you okay. buy jerseys. <laughs> Speak for yourself. My kids growing up, your kids are going to go through this phase next. So enjoy. Oh, my kids are going to have, they're going to look like NASCAR kids. There's going to be advertisements all over it. They're going to be paper thin and disposable. M&M. The M&M <laughs> logo will be all over their clothing. Un, it's going to be unbelievable what, what my kids end up having to wear. Look I, at you getting NASCAR in here. I, I did get, uh, I watched the Daytona 500 on, on Monday, the rain delayed race. Because, yeah, I watch everything. That's what I do. I did get. Sorry, sorry I think I just fell asleep. <laughs> I, did get my Philly, I did get my Phillies tickets for the kids. Have you gotten any to go this season yet? Yeah, I have season tickets. Oh, you do? The, you don't have the full plan, right? <laughs> no, I have, I have the, like a, the 20, 20 game plan that they have. Okay. Are you excited? You, you haven't. I'll go to any. You know me. I'll go to any baseball game anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter. You're going to invite me? Yeah, sure. See, I have to ask that on the air because otherwise I won't get an invite. Do you see it? Do you hear so that? you're gonna just keep yeah, it. You're gonna, sure. you're gonna make that your ring, you're gonna make that your ringtone now. Yeah, or you're sure. Me? That, yeah, that wasn't sure. like a confident. Hey, I'll enjoy hanging out with you. We'll go have a good time at the game. We've done this show for a long. Yeah, sure. Well, whatever, I'll take you. I'm, I'm a man of few words. <laughs> do you know what comes I, to you? Do you know what I did get uh, the other what? day? Uh, I got tickets to take Brandon to his first union game. Because the union only play one game in the afternoon all season long at home because of mm -hmm. Apple. So I got tickets to the kids day game on March 30th at like two o'clock. So Look at you. he's very excited. I'm going to take him to his first soccer game. I know you didn't stay awake to watch the game the other night against the Prisa, right? Who? What? Yeah, right. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. They won, but they started off. It, first of all, it was like really windy and mm -hmm. really rainy. And awful weather and Glassness had an own goal over Andre Blake to start the season. And I'm just like, oh, man, really? Is this what the season's going to be like? <laughs> but they come home and they open the season on Saturday. So Saturday's... It's, it's early. You know, it's... Soccer shouldn't be starting when it could still snow outside. They have, like, no off-season. I feel like... I know. That, I, I don't understand why they've done this, too. Because if they think that people are paying, especially in northern cities... People are not paying attention to soccer yet. No, not yet. It's a warm weather sport. I know they don't think it is, but it's a warm weather sport. So starting it literally in the middle of the end of February doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's because it is. It's a really long season. It's because there's so many mid-season tournaments and everything that go on. They, they have. Well, to... that that's the biggest problem is and, and we complain about this every year and they say that it's going to grow the game by doing it. I just don't buy it anymore. Yeah, actually, I don't know how you solve the problem, but I just don't buy it anymore because you know how much I love the union. But the the fact is, seeing players go off and play in the Caribbean tournament and then the European tournament and then this tournament, I want my players to play. Well, and like Inter Miami is going to come in, and Messi won't be here when they come in because he'll be on loan. But he's actually going to play here. Did you see? Argentina is going to come play here. They're playing at the link. Yes, but he's but he's not playing with Inter Miami. No, he's and, and that that's the shame of it because if you can't get your best players to play in big markets like this, because they got screwed, the Union got screwed last year because he didn't play here, and so now you have he's this never situation. playing here. 
<laughs> they're they're going to always find reasons. Well, maybe in the World Cup. Before we go to break, right? I, I moved off baseball before I forgot to ask you. Uh, did you see what Netflix is doing with their next documentary for baseball? I have no idea. You're, I think you'll be interested in this one. They're going to explore the departure of the Montreal Expos in 2004. Oh, I would love to see that. I that's I, I saw absolutely it absolutely to go be the Nationals. <sighs> I saw it and I I decided I have to ask you on the air. We have to try and find somebody connected with that for a guest because that's like when is when is this going to air? Uh, I don't know. They just announced that they're starting it, so I'll find out and and we'll get time. But I knew that you would like that one when I saw that. Normally, you're not interested in these documentaries that I, I send you along or like these series. No, that's the one that I that I would. And I was actually one of those ridiculous people who went up to Montreal to see a game in a crumbling stadium years after they left. Did you? Yes, because they, they've been trying for the longest time to get another team in Montreal. So they keep having spring training exhibition games between the Blue Jays and the Red Sox. And I went to one and it was close to sold out and they had Pedro Martinez there and Andre Dawson there and a whole group that's trying to get a team back in Montreal, but it doesn't work. They can't afford it. There's no way that a market like Montreal, especially with the exchange rate as well, they just can't support a team up there and you can't get, you're not going to be able to get free agents to come up there. Even though there was a time and a lot of our audience probably doesn't remember this time where they had some of the great players in the game. Oh, that Pedro Martinez. Randy Johnson started there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, Andre Dawson, Tim Raines. You can go through the list of great players. Unfortunately, virtually none of them went into the Hall of Fame as Expos. So the, Gary Carter. The doc will look at uh, the setbacks that led to the departure of the Expos from Montreal and how the loss of an MLB team continues to spark debate 20 years later, including disputes between the city and Jeffrey Loria over a stadium, the firing of Philippe Lou, and the historic switcheroo that brought the Marlins to Florida. Yep. That's it. I, to me, that, that worked that, that worked out well for everyone. <laughs> right. But, but, and Netflix does a good job. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. So any other baseball thoughts before things open up tomorrow? No, I think at some point we're going to have to do, a, if if we were commissioner before the season starts, go through the new rules, go through all of that stuff. But we got plenty of time. We also have to go through the promotions one week because there's a lot of fun stuff that they're giving away. I, I have my list of things I want to L- Look at you. Yeah. Is that how you're going to decide what games you're going to? No, I go to games I'm going to based on the time they start because I have a <laughs> soon-to-be four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So that's how I decide. It has nothing to do with who they're playing. It doesn't even really have anything to do with day of the week often. It's time it starts because of bedtime. So, <laughs> so you're not going to – you wouldn't you wouldn't try to pick a game based on like when the Dodgers come to town or – when the angels come to down so you can see Mike, Mike Trout, because he's apparently never leaving California. It, I would take my seven-year-old to that. But my hmm. four-year-old, no, he doesn't have the attention span to sit still long enough. Like, I took Brandon, my seven-year-old, to the Sixers game. And it, it was the week before, the week that we interviewed Pompey. And nobody was going to play. Like, remember, they had all the injuries. They had just made the Lowry signing. Tyrese Maxey didn't play. And my son goes, what am I going to see? I was like, well, we're just going to go have fun. Like, we're not, we're not hoping for a win. We're just going to go enjoy ourselves. And they were down. Well, I, I, look, 
I'd love to go to see Mike Trout play because he's not coming here. Like people keep thinking that he's coming here. Did you hear what he said this week? Yeah, he's not moving I now. I don't I don't I understand loyalty. Do you know how many hits Mike Trout has in the playoffs in his career? None. One. One. Yeah. I believe he was one for twelve in the only playoff the only, series he was in. Yeah, it's the only time he's played. Why at this point in his career, there's no chance that during his playing career that the Angels win the World Series, get to the World Series, or make it far in the playoffs based on the way that the owner has handled everything there. Why in the world? he? Nobody would hate him in California if he said, I'm, I think, what is he, 31, 32? At this point saying, hey, um, I want to go play for I want to get a chance to go for a ring. It doesn't seem like he cares or that anybody seems to care that he doesn't care. You would think that baseball would want him in a place that would give him the recognition that he deserves and the attention that baseball needs. But he seems, have you ever heard of it? Like, I mean, we talk all the time about in the NFL about players that never won a Super Bowl that are in the Hall of Fame. Mike Trout, we never talk about the fact that he's never been in the World Series, let alone won a playoff series during a, what what is already a Hall of Fame career. Do you think that'll be held how, against him? How is him? that? How, like, how, how is nobody giving him a hard time? I know baseball is much more of a team sport, but to go this long in your career and never win a playoff series? Will that be held against him by the voters? Hall of Fame voters are No, he's, a, he's, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what he does. But the question is, should he be? I mean, it doesn't – I know we've become championship obsessed as a culture, but and, and I don't think we should be because what it's done is diminish regular seasons in all sports. But in his case, like he's the, the probably one of the least successful all-time greats in any sport. Like you can't tell Barry, me. Barry Sanders. Very good. Okay, so how about it, that, Jeff? Totally unprepared. Look, look at that. Pull it out. There's some homework for people to to do next week is to to make a list of like people who have been some one of the top twenty greats in their sport who have won less than Mike Trout, and Barry Sanders, playoff wise. Because I I would not have come up with Barry Sanders. That was a good one, but you can't name a lot of people that were that great. That just have had no success in the playoffs. No, because normally they end up someplace. Like the team can't keep them. They go someplace and they finish someplace where at least they have some kind of run. Or or they ask for out or so they, that they can go play something. Or they lift their team up or get a team around them that they get to take a run with that team. Generally, they get a chance if you're that great. I believe I'm right that he has one hit in his entire career in the playoffs. All right, why don't we hit the break? When we come back, we'll, we'll finish up the show, talk a little basketball. Stick with us. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Thanks for sticking with us. We saved the best for last, Jeff, with the Sixers game last night, man. 
my eyes are bleeding. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. And, 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 you know, they asked Kyle Lowry when he first got here if the Sixers were going to struggle with him beat out. And he said he didn't think so. Can somebody ask him again? Because <laughs> this is bad. I'm, Batum could not have looked worse if he was Ben Simmons. Well, it's his first game back. He had four. He, okay. Does that mean that what he has to excel at in his first game is fouls? He had, he had four, four fouls. Very with, early. I think five minutes left in the second quarter. Yes, it was very early in the game that he had four, four fouls. Four fouls. <laughs> four. Kyle Lowry almost got his head taken off in the first quarter. That's, of his... that's so far down the list of things to talk about. How about Paul Reed? Okay, go ahead. Talk about Paul. Reed. What else? That's it. How about Paul? Reed? <laughs> Paul Reed played twenty something minutes and had what two points? Okay, but do you really expect it from Paul Reed? Tobias Harris played twenty seven minutes and had seven points and four rebounds. No, but but I have told you in the past. I have made it clear which of the backup centers I think should be playing. Have I not? Yeah, you think Mo Bamba should get time. Okay. Well, if you look at the box score from last night, you see Paul Reed had two points and five rebounds on one for two shooting with four fouls in 22 minutes. Ready? Not good, right? Now, Mo Bamba played a whopping four minutes. Four. How is that happening? He is clearly the more physical presence in the middle. He's the bigger presence in the middle. I think he's the more intelligent presence in the middle. Why are we not? at least trying to use Mo Bamba more while Embiid is out. Yeah, I'm not sure what Nurse's rotation is right now. Uh, I'm not sure why Tobias Harris got as much time as he did with some other players playing yesterday. Um, he's obviously got... A what, do you, what do you mean as much time as he? He only played 26 minutes. But he was inefficient in those 26 minutes. He was a non-factor. He's supposed to be... Your number three. That's the way you compensate him on this team. You haven't moved him despite the fact that. Actually, he's now on... he's your number four. I would argue that now Buddy Heald would be your number well, three when Embiid is healthy. Yes, he should be, but like that's not how they treat it yet. I just keep pushing him down, and I get it. Oh, well, let's have him in for defense. Okay, we've seen that before with Ben Simmons. Like, come on, this guy's being paid like a superstar. And he's not showing up when Embiid's not there. So, yes, we can get on Paul Reed, but I don't have the expectation of Paul Reed that I do of Tobias Harris with this team. I just don't. I, I, I just, I, I think that Tobias Harris is always a low hanging fruit. Anytime anything goes wrong, he's the guy to pick on. And I'm not telling you that he's, he's lived up to his contract, but he's not the problem. He could score 20 points, and it doesn't make a difference, okay? But he, if, he, has, he had seven points yesterday. If he, if he scored another 13 points, guess what? They still lose. I understand. And B got hurt on January 30th. Tobias Harris has played in six games since then. I know he's had injuries. He's scored more than 18 points just twice. Sixers are 2-4 and four in those games. Again, I'm not saying that he's the problem because he's not. They've People got... are saying he's the problem. No, I'm saying he's part of the, the problem. The statistic you're ready to bring up is, is, and everybody's ready to bring up, is that Tobias Harris isn't living up to his contract. Tobias Harris isn't living up to Tobias Harris's reputation as a player, let alone the dollar yes, amount is. that he has. Yes, he is. He's living up to exactly his reputation. He has always been inconsistent. That it, he is okay, who he right. is, and he has always been like this. Nobody has ever said that he sucks, and nobody has ever said that he is great on a consistent basis. He is sometimes 
it's great where you sit there and you go, wow, why can't he do this all the time? And then there's other times when you go sit there and go, well, there you go. Maybe that's why it drives it, me that's, so crazy. That's who he is. But he's been like he's been like that his entire career here. They've lost, uh, I think, 10 of 13, their last 13 games. They have not played well without Embiid. You and I have talked about whether Embiid should come back. You do not believe so. I'm not really sure. I wouldn't rush it to play for Team USA. Uh, But depending on where the team is, if he's healthy, we'll see. Uh, But it sounds like they're still planning on having him come back. So if that is the case, let's have the hypothetical. We got five minutes left, and I do want to ask you about the All-Star, whatever it was. Um, This is a deeper team with Embiid than they've had in terms of a bench before but can their lineup and rotation keep deeper up? team this year or yes. deeper team deeper team if, if Embiid is on okay. the court it's a deeper bench than deeper they've had doesn't in past mean better years. you don't think it it's just does better no no because because Embiid is still a tweak or a, a twist or a fall away from getting hurt and you still don't have the the team is so dependent on him that once he goes out Maxi can score 30, 35 points a game. It doesn't change things. As long as Embiid is out, this team is not going to go anywhere. And for the most part, when he's in, it only gets you to a second round exit. So this team doesn't, yeah, Buddy, it would be nice to see what would happen if you could have Buddy healed for a whole season alongside Ty- Tyrese Maxi with Embiid playing low in the block and not shooting three-pointers, which he's been better at not doing this season. But I don't think you're going to get that opportunity, nor do I think you should get that opportunity. It's not my place. It's his career. But I don't see why the Sixers would risk and he would risk the possibility for what is not a possibility of them winning this year. They're just not. They're they're not winning a championship this year. And they start a very tough stretch. Uh, You know, they played the Knicks last night, Cleveland tonight. Doc returns on Sunday. He'll probably have some excuses about that game. Then they play Boston. Yeah, but he'll win that one, so it'll be wor- it'll work out well for him. Nah, he'll take credit for it. He won't, he won't give the players credit. He only blames them when it goes wrong. Didn't did he not take credit for James Harden? Yes. Did you okay. did you uh, what did you think of JJ Redick kind of going off on him? About look, J- JJ is unapologetically honest all the time. And I don't think what he said was particularly harsh. I think that it was frustrating. And he was actually, I don't think he was going after Doc as much as he was defending the players. Because if you listen to the entire statement that he made, not the whole rant, but just the statement he made, he didn't just say he's tired of Doc making excuses. He said, yeah, it's hard coming in the middle of the season as a coach. Just like it's hard if you're a player and you get traded in the middle of the season and have to assimilate into some other system. Well, he was able to make it work as the all-star game coach. So they were able to pull that game out. 397. What, 200 points? 397 total Wait, points I don't, scored. Do you, you really want to talk about that? I do. You, you want to talk about that instead of the fact that, because I sit there and I'm looking at the Sixers again, and I, I, I watched a little bit of the Nets game last night, too, as I was flipping around. I'm sorry. Ben, ben Simmons was one for two. So, what <laughs> but did they every time, Adrian but that's Griffin not why I watched. I watched to suffer, and the reason that I watched to suffer is because I see Bridges on the net. Oh God! And it made me think last night and this morning. What three decisions have the Sixers made in the last five years 
that could have changed the, the history of this this organization. Faults, bridges. What's the third? Jimmy Butler. Okay. I'm not talking about things that could have that we heard rumors about. Three things, and you you hit two of them immediately, which it shows you the pain that you and people in the city have. Look, I still remember when we were in the studio and, and we would look through at the board up through the glass, and they had that calendar behind them of Fultz, Simmons, and Embiid on the wall, and it like scars me. It's painful. It, it, it is amazing how bad that trade turned out, and how bad the trade for Bridges for. I can't even remember his name. Nice guy. We interviewed him, but who was it that they traded for? Never oh, made the NBA. Uh, I remember he had the allergy. Yeah. And, and, and so you made that trade and it made no sense at the time and hasn't made sense for one day of an NBA season since. And if you had not made that trade, if the Sixers, if you look and see, had the Sixers kept Bridges, had the Sixers drafted Tatum, instead of trading up, losing draft picks, and getting folds, and kept Jimmy Butler. It's a very different but world. The look on your face. It's a very the, different the, world. The, the silence yeah. that I just let linger there. I, it's, I try not to live in the past because I'll drive myself crazy. I, I just it, it drives me nuts what, what's going on with this team. We got about 10 seconds left. Do you have any final words about the greatness that we've watched? We are talking about Mac McClung. And see, there's another thing that we missed out on. Two-time dunk champion, no longer with the organization. Yeah, you were too busy talking Sarcasm. about other stuff. That's going to be it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.